Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show, my good friend Paul Clay, stepping up to the plate for Brother Jess. Paul, thanks again for joining <laughs> us, my brother. Oh, Terry, my, my pleasure to be here. Oh, man, what a show we have for our listeners. Uh, put your seatbelt on, because we're going to be talking about St. Paul the Sixth general audience back in 1972. And wow, what he said for advice to the Holy Father, to bishops, to all of us about staying the course on doctrine is just fantastic. And then we're going to be talking a little bit about who's really trying to replace doctrine with ideology. The Holy See has been accusing some of us here in America that we're, you know, we're not with the program. Well, I would, <laughs> I would uh, argue to say out of charity, who's out of sync with the teachings of the church? And I would say, I think the Holy See, I, I made a joke, and this is something that got me in trouble, but I'll say it again. You know, we always say, make America great again. Well, make the Vatican Catholic again, because so much stuff is coming out of the Vatican that's not, that's not Catholic in its teaching. And so we need to pray yes. for our leaders. So I said it because, you know what, Paul? I don't have any faculties to be taken away. I'm not a priest. I'm a layman. I'm, do, I'm using Canon 212 to say we want to see Catholic teachings coming out of the Holy See. So we got also— Terry, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the only faculty you have that they can take is your life. Yeah, that's right. But then that's fine. If I'm living in the state of grace, that's, uh, I get to go to heaven. And also, I want to talk a little bit, if we get a chance, about the belief in angels and heaven is more common than the belief in heaven and, de and the devil or hell. Interesting survey. Uh, but before we get to the gospel, I, we always have this need-to-know file. And some of this is really great news. I'll, I'll give you, number one, Miss America 2023 winner gives powerful pro-life response during the pageant to a standing ovation. See, Paul, this is what we have to do to stand up for life in the, in the, in the place of work or wherever we're doing. Don't be bashful. This woman, I mean, if you look at her, she's dressed very modestly. Uh, she's a mother of eight children. And uh, she talked about the sanctity of life. So I thank her for that. Mm -hmm. Another good yes. news story, Paul, and here in California, a mom gets $100,000 settlement from a school district who was trying to transition her 12-year-old daughter to become a boy. And she sued the district <laughs> and won. Hey, Paul, do you think we need yes. to do more of that? Terry, I, I commend this, this mother for standing firm. Yep. And that's exactly what we all need to do is resist yep. this, uh, uh, these false ideas that are being forced on us by this this culture today absolutely another good to know file uh, a judge rules uh former cardinal mccarrick unfit to stand trial on his sexual assaults well you know what i pray for that man because of the evil that he brought into the church and i pray i pray for his conversion because you know god could could forgive him but i'll tell you what i wouldn't be i wouldn't want to be at his exit interview with what he has on his soul all right, one last one, good to know file. And this is, I, I'm really proud of Dr. Scott Hahn. Left-wing Catholics who endorsed the Father James Martin, they're accusing Scott Hahn of schism. What's that about? It's, it's because, <laughs> because, Scott, because Scott Hahn said Bishop Strickland, hey, that letter that he wrote, the two-page letter, he's spot on. We need to have more bishops do that. And then they accuse him. So I want to say thank you because... I think it's important that more theologians, more priests, more bishops get on board with orthodoxy 
and say, this guy's like a John the Baptist, this Bishop Strickland. He's saying this, the truth and paying a terrible price. But we need more men and women, but especially men, to man up and say he's right. We've got to call out those people in the Vatican who are trying to change the perennial teachings of the church. Your thoughts, Paul? Mm. Uh, Terry, uh, listen, we're all called, right, mm -hmm. to, to defend the faith. Yeah. We're all called to. Um, and so uh, Dr. Hahn, yep. uh, God bless him. Amen. Uh, he understands that, you know, his duty to Christ is more important to his uh, popularity yep. or his being accepted in, cer in certain Nailed. circles. So, um, again, this is what we're called to do is to is to essentially lay down our life, is to essentially give everything and lay it aside to follow Christ. And uh, like I said, uh, kudos to Dr. Hahn. Amen. And, and, you know, Paul, today's gospel fits right into what we're talking about for the day. It's Matthew chapter <laughs> 24, 42 to 51. Uh, you know, be alert, be awake, you know, stay awake. Paul, would you do us the honors of reading that gospel for us, please? Sure. This is Matthew 24, verses 42 through 51. Yep. <clears throat> Jesus said to his disciples, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of the night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared. For at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. Who then is the faithful and prudent servant whom the master has put in charge of his household to distribute to them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on his arrival finds him doing so. Amen, I say to you, he will put him in charge of all his property. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is long delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with drunkards, the servant's master will come at an unexpected day and at an unknown hour and will punish him severely and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Paul, let me ask yeah. you a question. In that reading, yeah. a wailing and grinding of teeth, that verbiage is talking about hell. Am I onto something there? <laughs> Terry. Like, yeah. It's, absolutely, it's talking about hell. Amen. Assigned a place, assigned a place with the hypocrites. Yeah. And by the way, a couple of things that come to my mind, no. you know, there's a lot of people, well, well, we know there's a false gospel out there that That's teaches right. things uh, in other Christian denominations, so this thing called uh, uh, eternal security, yes. right? Absolutely. Well, um, I don't see the security here when the servant who based on his unfaithfulness and based on his, um, his you know, the fact that he became lax. Well, when the master came, he assigned him to hell. Yeah. So uh, that's that's important to realize, because if you if you really want to uh, there's a message here. And this message is a broad message, Terry. It's, you know, on, on one level, it's to all of us. Right. Right. And, but on another level, it's also to um, the leaders of our church, because because they're the ones entrusted right. with tending 
the sheep, so to speak, and 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 caring yeah. for the household. And so many things. Um, okay, so let's let's look at what uh, Saint Mark he he adds to this 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 idea in the Gospel of Mark, Terry, and he right. says in uh, he says pray pray in order to show us that our vigilance and, and and personal exertions of themselves shall avail nothing. Uh, they must be sustained by God's grace and providence. You see, this this life that that Christ is asking us to live, this 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 vigilance of you know of being prepared, um, Terry, we have to um, really understand that it can only be done uh in a prayerful way it can only be done by the grace of god and so prayer is so important it's not just a human effort to try to uh, uh walk in holiness but it's 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 understanding that it takes the grace of god in order to accomplish it so we're reminded by the other gospel writers that prayer is essential uh in in, in this endeavor and you know saint augustine terry he says that uh uh, these words apply to all men, even those who shall have died before the day of judgment, because the Son of God comes at death when the day of judgment virtually takes place for each one. And, you know, we call that the particular judgment, That's right. Terry, That's right. um, uh, uh, for, for the condition of all on the last day shall depend on the state they may be found in death. Terry, um, this is just a wake up call for all of us to okay. understand that uh, uh, the just shall live by faith. We, you know, prayer, uh, walking in a state of grace, being incorporated into the mystical body of Christ is the only way any of us can ever make it here. But there's a just a, a warning again, Jesus says, look, um, and he uses that that idea of a thief in the night, you know, imagine, Terry, if, if you knew that a thief it was coming in uh, tonight in your house yep. uh, at some time, at some sure. time, imagine if you didn't know the exact hour, but you knew he was coming tonight. Uh, how would that make, wh what would you be doing, Terry? I'd be ready, <laughs> willing and able to, to uh, defend my family with proportionate measures. That's exactly what I do, brother. <laughs> yeah, but you would be vigilant right of course you would, would be, I'd be ready willing and able exactly and so 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 the parables you know they're, they're designed to communicate certain truths and yes and with that same with that same sense of urgency jesus is saying look uh listen protect what he has given us by his grace he has done so much for us and and uh you know we don't want we don't want the thief to come in and plunder us, yep. to bankrupt us, to take everything that we've worked for, and we end up the next day and we're broke and we're poor. And this is what Jesus is saying. Guard that which was given to you. And the only way we can do that is by prayer and and uh, and, and, and walking in a state of grace. Amen. Amen. When we come back, we'll get Bishop Sheen, the difference between tolerance and intolerance. And then we'll get to... Pope Paul VI document. Stay with his family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back indeed. Paul Clay sitting in for Jess Romero. Terry Barber here. We're ready for uh, the smartest guy into the room to come in. His name is Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. He says this. 
There is no other subject on which the average mind is so much confused as the subject of tolerance and intolerance. Boy, that, that's today. Tolerance, he yeah. says, applies only to persons, but never to principles. Man, that's brilliant. He says, intolerance applies only to the principles, but never to persons. He said this, Paul, 1931. But you know what? When you have something that's true, see, truth never goes away. It's true back yeah. in 1931. It's true back in now here in 2023. But Paul, here's my question to you on Sheen. When he says uh, intolerance applies only to principles, but never to persons, I think the advice there is for those who say, and I'll give you an example, many in the church, when it comes to homosexuality, we see it just last week in an interview with the Holy Father about homosexuality, saying that these guys, you know, they can't control themselves because, you know, this is who they are, and that, you know, yeah. <laughs> not, they can't be chased because uh, they're just, that's just how it is. This is... Uh, a problem we've had for 50, 60 years from what I can read on moral principle, moral theology. Uh, McCarrick, uh, McCormick, a, a theologian, came out with this idea that uh, the ideal and what you can really do. So the ideal is sure. living in the state of grace, but you know what? Don't worry about it. Nobody can get there. My point to you is Bishop Sheen is pointing out that you have to be faithful to these moral principles and people are going to be uh, misled because you didn't tell them the truth. And I, I think of that quote, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. Those people who have a same-sex attraction, and you don't call them to fidelity, you know, that they got to be chaste, they can't be active homosexuals, this is intrinsically offensive to God. If you don't tell them that, then... You're participating in their sin. That's just how mm. Catholic teaching is. So I want to pray Indeed. that our leaders in our church, from the Pope down, love people enough to tell them the gospel truth about moral living. And, you know, I can yes. apply to marriages. You're married to one woman for life. This idea that you get to marry another person, chapter 8 in Morris Letitia, I'm sorry I'm pointing it out, that says, oh, well, you know, that's the ideal that you could be married to one woman. But you know what? If things don't work out, I mean, you're who you are. You need, you, you, you need another woman. And, you know, you're trying to be faithful. You're doing your best you can. So, you know, go ahead and receive Holy Communion in the state of mortal sin, objectively mortal sin, because you're living with a woman that's not your wife. That's what I'm talking about, tolerance and intolerance. So, Bishop Sheen, thank you. Paul, I said enough. Am I, am I wrong in this? Is, yeah. You get it? Yeah, Terry, listen. I'm listening. Uh, you're right. You you are right when you say Bishop Sheen, yeah. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, the venerable yeah. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, is uh, the smartest guy in the room because he <laughs> absolutely is. And he, you know, listen that simple statement that he made, yeah. yet so simple, yet so profound, yeah. so applicable. Listen, Terry, it 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 just encapsulates the the idea that we love. Uh, we hate the sin, right. but we love the sinner. Amen, brother. That's essentially that's essentially what he's saying there. Yeah, you know, we're, we're tolerant toward individuals. Why? Because the church values them. Yeah. Because Jesus Christ died for them. Because until they 
breathe their last breath, they have an opportunity to repent and to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why we don't hate the sinner. Right. We hate but but the principle, yes. the idea That's that right. they can violate the laws of God, both yeah. natural and um the natural law and the and the law given to us by supernatural revelation. That's right. Those ideas can never change. Why? Because the one who gave them to us can never change. God is immutable and therefore Amen. his truth is is immutable. It is not relative. Wow. And, you know, before I get to Paul VI, what St. Pope Felix III said back in 475 is echoing what you just said. That's the beauty of our Catholic faith, man. We've been saying this for 2,000 years. Here's what he said. Not to oppose error is to approve it. Not to defend truth is to suppress it. And indeed, to neglect to confound evil men when they can do it is no less a sin than to encourage them. Paul, this is why I speak out. Because the church is asking us to speak out out of love for our neighbor. If you don't tell me the right. truth, you don't love me. That's my take. All right. right. Let's get to. Right. Yes. And, the, and when you say the church, yeah. none other than Christ himself, the right. head. That's right. The, the head of body. the church. Yep. Yeah. Yes. The supernatural view. That's the key. Do you see the church as the optimist club or the bride of Christ? Well, we see it as the bride of Christ. Amen. Paul, I want to shift gears right, to St. Pope Paul VI back in 1972, to be exact, January 19th. This is a general audience. Bishop Strickland sent this to me, and I did a show with him that will broadcast Tuesday, but I'm just so excited because the vigor of Christ, you got to remember, 1972, this is the same time when Paul VI said the smoke of Satan has entered the church. We had all kinds of rebellious theologians, just like today. We've got all kinds of people trying to change the moral teachings of the church, just like today. But the vigor of Christ, I think this is going to go down in his exit interview that he had back in 1978, to be exact, August 6th on the Transfiguration. That's when God called him home. I'm sure God was pleased with this, because here's what he said. Our doctrine is separated from errors. Thank you. Which have circulated and still emerge in today's culture and which could totally ruin our Christian understanding of life and of history. What a mm. statement to make back in 72. Yes. He, it it yes. applies to us today. Now, he said modernism, and I love this. We talk about modernism. When did you hear a pope talk about modernism in the last 10 years? You haven't. Mm. No. He said modernism represents the characteristic expression of these errors. He nailed it. And it is still relevant today, under other names. He's quoting Pope Pius X, Saint Pius X, yes. 1907. Yes. He wrote a document on modernism. Thank you, Paul VI. Paul, before I go to yes. the second paragraph, I want your take on that first paragraph about yeah. doctrine is separate from the errors. Well, like you said, Pius X, uh, uh, Terry, Pius X said that modernism is the synthesis of all heresy. That's right. Okay. So, 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 so this doesn't change. This is truth here. Um, um, Listen, listen to the danger, Terry. Yeah. In today's cult, he says, he says, he says, uh, let me read it again. Our doctrine is separated from errors which have circulated and still emerge in today's culture Amen. and which could totally ruin Christian understanding of life and of 
history. That's what's that's at stake. Exactly what you, that's what you see going on today, yes. Jerry. Yes. They are trying to rewrite history. Amen. They are trying to change history. Yep. And they are trying to change Christian understanding. Yes. Certain things that used to be an abomination to God. Yeah. Well, they're no longer about an abomination. You know, we have to evolve. That's right. I think they've taken this this idea, Terry, of the, you know, the uh the evolution where things evolve yeah. and they've applied it into the spiritual arena to say yeah. that uh, you know, uh, certain eternal truths must evolve and change. And Terry, I, I listen, you can look at it exactly the way liberals look at the Constitution versus yeah. the way constitutionists look at the Constitution. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. It's living, it's breathing, yeah, subject yeah. to change. What they meant then is necessarily what it means now. So you can see this liberalism and you see the connection That's between right. the church and society, those yep. two swords that God has put in place. You know, the church and society are supposed to be harmonious amen uh they are supposed to be you know walking in a step by step but what you see uh is a complete divorce you see uh you see the um uh so, uh you know the state has basically divorced the church that's right wants nothing to do with the church and therefore the state defines what truth is exactly. you talked about that mother who who sued yeah. because the school system wanted to tell her child, no, your child is not what your child has was born to be. This is satanic, Terry. Amen. This is Call it evil, what it is. and it, yep. and it, yeah, it's a it's an attack yep. by Satan to destroy what the Catholic Church, what the Holy Roman Catholic Church has built for the last two thousand years. And that's why, Paul, we have to make reparation right now. I'm leaving for yes. Tyler, Texas, tomorrow morning. For a defending the faith conference with Arch with Bishop Strickland and Mother Marion nice. and Janet Smith, all these great speakers are going to be there. I'm the moderator. I've got some input to give right. on reparation because our prayers can have the effect on the church. We can't control what you know people at bishops and popes and, and priests are going to do other than with our prayers because it's not we're not in a position uh, of authority. We have. Uh, the laity, and this is what Fulton Sheen keeps saying, that who's going to save the church? It's people like Paul Clay, Terry Barber, Jess Romero, and you, our listener, simple folks. Why? Because we're going to call our priests, our bishops, our popes to fidelity to the teachings of church. Not because we like to do this. Paul, I would prefer not to have to talk like this. I would prefer to have yep. Holy Mother, the church, so on fire for evangelization that we're talking about introducing people, which we do on our network, but we also have to introducing people to the person of Jesus Christ. But we also have to call our leaders to fidelity because we love them. That's why. Yes. We love them. Yes. That's yes, it. Terry. Uh, now, now, and it's just the opposite. They accuse us of hate. Oh, but in reality, like sacred scripture says, Terry, love corrects. Yes. You know, and all we're doing is defending uh, God is love. Yep. And so we're defending that which God loves, which and God, uh, God loves truth. And how do I know that? Uh, Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen, you brother. See, truth is, yeah, it 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 is part of who God is. That's right. That's right. And I want to mention, if people want to be there through the internet, we are streaming the talks of the event. All they have to do is go to right. virginmostpowerfulradio.org, click on the event, and you can see if you can't. Could be there because you're in another world, in other words, country or 
uh, just too far away, hey, click on and say, I want to watch the streaming of this event. Uh, you won't regret it because this is going to be a great conference. I, I talked to Bishop Strickland, and what he's going to do there, I think, is just going to be outstanding. I'm just a teaser here. Uh, but he's going to be talking about the need to evangelize the world with the gospel yes. With, yes. and with no compromise. Uh, when we come back from the break, I'm going to continue with this St. Pope Paul VI general audience of January 19th, uh, 1972, because there's only two or three other paragraphs here, but what he's saying applies so well yeah. to the church today that when I read it, I said to myself, oh my goodness, I, I, I prayed this. I said, please, Paul VI, have this conversation with our vigor of Christ and tell him what your thoughts are, because right now we have a Senate coming up in October and they're talking about trying to change things they can't change. And they need to understand what Paul VI said, that we cannot change because Scripture tells us that. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more. Welcome back indeed. Paul Clay, Terry Barber talking about a general audience from Paul the Sixth, you know, 52 years ago. But man, is it appropriate. Mm. And I think of some other prelates who have said basically the same thing. Cardinal Seurat, one of my favorite cardinals in the church, he said, church unity must be built around the truth of Catholic doctrine and the moral teachings of the church. And he says, comma, there is no other way. And I like that. That's mm -mm. a very strong statement. And then Bishop Barron, who's coming out stronger and stronger as he's an ordinary up in Minnesota, he said, it's a sign of a corrupt church that stops thinking deeply about the truths of Christianity. A church that is against being precise about its teaching is a corrupt church. So a church that's been ambiguous, and I'm going to be honest with you, Paul, for the last 10 years, we've had ambiguous teachings. And as Bishop Barron says, we're corrupt. And I, I, I have yeah. to agree with Bishop Barron that right now we have a corrupt church because they're not willing to just call things the way they are. They're, they're wanting well, to bring out ambiguity. Terry, it's not only Bishop Barron. Our Lady has warned us of about course. this. Of and, course. And, and many popes. And our Lord himself said, when the Son of Man returns, right. will he find faith? Amen. All of those things are indicative of a, of a falling away, a decline of the faith, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, basically discarding the truth yes. and supplementing it with something that is untrue. Well said, well said. And this next paragraph by Paul VI says, we may understand then why the Catholic Church, both yesterday and today, I like that, yesterday Amen. and today, <laughs> attaches so much importance to the rigorous conservation of true revelation, considering it uh. An inviolable, inviolable treasure, and why she has such a strict awareness of her fundamental duty to defend and transmit it unequivocal terms, the doctrine of the faith. Wow, that's a great statement. He said, orthodoxy, yeah, yeah, yeah. he says, is her first concern. Your thoughts, Paul? Yeah, listen, uh, inviolable treasure yes uh, it's it, it's unassailable it's constant you Amen. can't attack it and what is that what is he talking about there the revelation that has been entrusted to the church Amen. both you know um uh with the, with the written word of god and yeah. and and the and 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 the tradition capital t that mm -hmm. has been passed 
down through the church. Yeah. These things basically, Terry, they're never up for grabs. Nope. Why? Because God never changes. And if any of these things do change, yeah. then the faithful, uh, you know, there is no reason for the faithful to have any confidence in the church at that point. Exactly. Because it goes against everything. It goes against everything that every saint has taught for the last 2000 years, every godly Pope. It just, uh, you know, so this is why these things can't change. And that's, that's right. okay. The church, the church has had leaders that have fallen short before in the yep, past. That's right. And, and the, and the church weathered the storm. Why? Amen. Because God rose up godly men. That's right. St. Athanasius being one of them. <laughs> I love it, yeah. Paul. Preach it, brother. Yeah. I mean, he says, orthodoxy Amen. is her first concern. The pastoral magisterium, her primary and fundamental function. See, this is what the Holy See needs to read. Everybody at that Senate, yes. they need to read this. In fact, the Pope said, the, this is Paul VI. I wish it was Pope Francis. In fact, yeah. the apostolic teaching fixes the canons of her preaching and the mandate of the Apostle Paul. And this is a great line from Scripture. Guard Amen. the deposit entrusted to you, First Timothy. Uh, it constitutes such a commitment for her that it's a violation. If you violate this, it would be a betrayal. And I'm going to say it right now, Paul. I think many of our leaders in our church are betraying Jesus Christ of by compromising course. on the truths of the gospel. Terry, you got to speak the truth. It's the truth. It in love. Sad to have to say. Yeah, it's the truth in love. Listen, no surprise, faithful. Why? Because Jesus himself was betrayed with a kiss. Yes. One of the one of his the inner circle, Judas himself. And yep. what did Jesus say? Brother, brother. You know, Jesus still offered him, you know, yep. a chance and an opportunity and betrayed with a kiss. And just like Christ was betrayed by one of his own, yeah. well, it's unfortunate, but uh, the mystical body of Christ is being betrayed on a regular basis right. by those who are the successors of those very same apostles. Amen. The last paragraph of this teaching by the general audience of Pope Paul VI, January 9th, 1972. It sounds like we're in the same situation. He said, the teaching church does not invent her doctrine. Thank you. She is a witness. She's a guardian. She's an interpreter. Amen. She is the mediator. As far as the truths pertaining to Christ's messages are concerned, she can be said to be conservative and transient. And to those who urge her to make the faith easier, more relevant to the tastes of the changing mentality of, of times, this is what they're trying to do right now. Here's what the Pope said. Yep. She replies, she, the church, replies with yes. the apostles, we cannot, Acts chapter 4, and this is what we need uh, to tell our fathers yeah. and the bishops and the lay people at this Senate in Rome. Read Pope Paul's general audience and heed the message because what I see happening in the church right now is a direct violation of their faithfulness to the teachings of Christ that he put yeah. down 2,000 years ago. Yes. Terry, the uh, sacred scripture tells us to be conformed to the image of Christ, Amen. not to be, you know, not to be conformed to the image of the world. Yes. You know, the world, the world, the zeitgeist, the spirit of the world has infected the church. And when, when Pope Paul VI said the smoke of Satan has entered the church, yes. just remember, um, 
uh, he is the God, little G of this world. He's the prince of this world. Yes. And so uh, when sacred scripture warns us that the world, the flesh, and the devil are the enemies of the Christian, uh, we have to understand that if the church begins to resemble the world and reflect the values of yep. the world, then the church has ceased being the church. Amen. And I want to give a, a kudos to Bishop Strickland, who, who sent this out in a tweet. He said, the very, and this is what we're trying to do, the very best way I respect and obey Pope Francis and the Petrine office is to guard the deposit of faith. That's what we're trying to do right here, Paul. Yes. He said, yes, this yes. deposit consists in scripture, tradition, the catechism, the magisterial teachings through the centuries, the truth Christ died for us. And I like this last statement because I'm with him. Let us resist any attack on this truth. Paul, we have a moral obligation to do what we just did in the last 10 minutes. A duty. We have a duty. Right. It is our duty. We are duty-bound, Terry, because why? This is church militant, yep. and that means we're, we're in a war. That's right. And that means <laughs> that when we're in a war, we have to go out and guess what? We have to take risk. We have to lay down our lives. Why? To protect that which we love. Wow. I love it. Wow. Paul Clay, you know— as a layman, when I read these statements from the saints and from the fathers of the church, and I look at them and I say, wow, the more things change, the more things are the same. We've been here before in church history where corruption yep. crept into the church. And as you said earlier, people didn't hear it, Paul. You said God raises up men and women to confound the strong regarding uh, the weak. We are the weak members. We're not. I mean, right. we're, we're just a nobody. But we're telling them about a somebody who's Jesus Christ, and yeah. we will not compromise the faith. As a matter of fact, I'd like to give a plug about a man who never compromised, and that was Archbishop Fulton Sheen. On the 14th of, of October this year, we're going to have a, a Fulton Sheen rally. Yeah, a day with Bishop Sheen. Come together, learn, learn about the cause for his beatification, where it's at. Uh, I always, this is a kind of a, a rhyme, I say, uh, uh, there, there is no shame in Sheen. In other words, Bishop Sheen is clean. Bishop, yeah, Sheen is clean. They found they were they were pro proposing that they shouldn't do the beatification because of what was going up in New York. If they found any mud on them, they didn't. So what we're doing as lay people is we're calling out to the Holy See to say, let's get Bishop Sheen beatified, and uh, that's what we're going to have. We're going to have a rally. We've got Doctor uh, Peter Howard who has done his dissertation on Fulton Sheen's The World's First Love. He's going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about Bishop Sheen regarding his evangelization stories and what he did to evangelize. He was the director of the propagation of the faith for the whole world. I'm going to tell you, in the 1950s, we had a half a million converts through Fulton Sheen. What? Paul, did you hear that? A half a million yeah, people. Did. The dude was yeah. on fire. And we need to light our yeah. fires back up. Well, well, it shows you what God can do through one faithful man. Exactly. What God can do. You know, uh, he was faithful to Mother Church. Yep. He was faithful to Our Lady and Our Lord. Yeah. And God, uh, you know, used him and made him faithful over many things. Yeah. And I, and I love Fulton Sheen's quote, the only way to address our evil times is to be a saint. I thought, well, that's Amen. well said. So I'm going to talk about the, Matthew Arnold will be there. He's going to talk about the modern day St. Thomas Aquinas. That was Bishop Sheen because he took 
Thomistic philosophy and brought it down to the Joe Sixpack. He didn't have to have a philosophy yeah. degree to understand what Sheen was saying. We're also going to have adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. We will have confessions going on. And are you ready for this, Paul? We're going to have a priest who, when he was 12 years old, read Fulton Sheen's Life of Christ. He was in a communist country. It was contraband. It was supposed not to be in his country. He read the book secretly and converted to Catholicism and then later mm. became a Catholic priest. He's coming to the event. He'll be offering Holy Mass for us. And uh, you Very know him nice. well because he's, you've worked with Father Joseph Dunn. Have you not, Paul? He's been uh, yeah. a holy man. Father Am I not? Joseph, yeah, go ahead. Father Joseph, are we talking about Father Joseph Das? Of course. Yeah. And I, when we come yeah. back from the break, Paul, I want to tell, I want you to tell the story, because I know you have it in your head, of how this yeah. priest, who was converted by Fulton Sheen, is carrying on the zeal of Fulton Sheen in regards to the salvation of souls, because I think the story that you're going to tell, people are going to be blown away by saying, what, today a priest is doing this? Yeah, just recently it happened, and Paul Clay's going to tell the story. You won't want to miss it, folks. I'm telling you, uh, when we come back from the break, this is one you want to tell your kids, your relatives, your friends on the zeal of this Catholic priest who was converted by Fulton Sheen, and he'll be at our, our October 14th conference. You can sign up by going to virginmostpowerfulradio.org. You won't miss it. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Paul Clay sitting in for Jesse Romero. I made a promise at the break. I talked about the October 14th rally for Fulton Sheen here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. If you haven't signed up, get over there and sign up or go to virginmostpowerfulradio.org. The priest who's going to be offering Mass, he'll have confessions, he, is he was converted by Fulton Sheen's book when he was just a teenager. And he ended up becoming a Catholic. And I met him here in West Covina. And uh, we're great friends. And Paul met him through, I think he, well, he'll tell the story. But this is a, the zeal of Fulton Sheen is still going on. So, Paul, can you tell us the story about Father Joseph and how he reached out to a friend of yours in the police department? Yeah, ter Terry. He's reached out to many friends of mine yeah, in the police so. department. That's the kind of guy Father Joseph Das is, and I love him. He is always ready, willing, and able right. to bring Christ to whoever is in need. And that's why I love him. I love him for that. And if you know, if so many priests could take, you know, follow his example, uh, our church would be in much better shape. Oh, yeah. But but I think the story, I think the one story that yeah. you're talking about, yeah. Terry, is uh uh, I had a, a buddy of mine and uh, his wife was uh, was terminally ill with cancer. And uh, but prior to that, you know, she you know, they had gone through the process. Uh, you know, she always wanted to become a Catholic. Wow. And when they got they they, they went through all the, uh, you know, discipleship and the training through RCIA and everything. And somehow he missed the memo and he yeah. wasn't able to. Uh, he, uh, he he didn't understand that, you know, they had had some relationships that were, you know, uh, to, to uh, marriages that were, you know, uh, not in the right 
state with the yeah. church and uh it, it just prevented it was an impediment to to you know to what was going on and so they she wasn't allowed to convert at the time um so terry i could just tell you that um you know she had gotten to the point where she was no longer responding and she was just, you know, she she was ready to go pretty much at any time. Mm -hmm. And I'd asked the, and I'd asked my buddy, I said, listen, did you call for a priest? And he said, no, you know, and so I took I took the initiative, Terry, and I called Father Joseph. Uh, Father Joseph, in usual form, said, um, I'll be waiting for you. And it was, um, and it was uh, late. Let me just add something. You called me. I gave you his phone number, but it was late in the yeah. day. It was not like, you know, yes. the rectories are open. Yes. I gave you his cell number. Yes. He answered the phone. And what happened? He said, I, he said, I'll, he says, I'll be waiting, Lieutenant. <laughs> he said, I'll be waiting. <laughs> I he it. says, I so it. I, yeah. So I, so I get in my car and I fly down there to, um, to the church and there he is in the parking lot waiting for me. Love it. I, you know, get, I, I get him in the car, we go down there and, uh, and I explain to them the situation and, and he, you know, he's like, thankful that he gets all the information and he walks in to the room and he sees her there and i just said simply to her i said uh, to the person i called her name and i said i said father i said father's here and i said and today you're going to be catholic unbelievable terry i love it terry she and then father asked me if i would you know respond on her sure. behalf sure. to certain things um she was Terry, she woke up. Yep. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and she she woke up out of her comatose state and she was like uh, uh you know like nodding her head. She she wanted to she wanted to do the responses on her own. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. She was like, uh, you know, nodding her head and uh father gave her the sacraments, all of wow. them. She was baptized, that's she was like confirmed. And then, and she received the Holy Eucharist oh my gosh, for the uh, first time. on, on her deathbed. Wow. And this is like a day before she passed on and died. And it was the most beautiful thing you could ever imagine, yep. Terry. Imagine. And, uh, and may, and people who aren't Catholic don't realize the significance of, of, of what really happened, but, uh, it just goes to show you the love of God and the tenderness of God. And, and when a priest you know, uh, is faithful to what God has called him to be. It was literally like Christ himself was walking in the room, uh, Terry. Uh, it, was, it was just a, one of those unforgettable moments yeah. in life. Sure. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a, a great story. But again, this is that priest's zeal. Where did he get that from? The man can't, he got it because Fulton Sheen mentored him. And if you listen to yeah. him ever <laughs> preach, it's always brings in Bishop Sheen's uh, philosophy, theology. Oh, didn't he Terry, also teach some catechism? Oh, yeah, go ahead, Paul. I'm listening. Yeah, Terry, I had a, I had a, another deputy who yeah. was who was converting over to the Catholic Church, yes. and, and 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 he he loved the truth of the church. I called Father Joseph, and Father Joseph personally discipled him wow. and taught him faith. Wow. We used to go over there at lunchtime, and mm -hmm. Father Joseph, and all we would get is is that. Uh, Thomistic, yes, uh, bishops, yes, of course, mentality, and he, of course, he used to teach us so many of those wonderful truths. And I remember the the deputy that was that came that you know that 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 came into the church. He loved Father Joseph so much he would remember every little thing that Father Joseph said. Sure. Father Joseph would ask a question and he could parrot everything yep. back. It was because because truth is just 
it, it rings true. That's and right. when you grab onto that truth, Terry, it just forms who you are and it just attaches itself right to right to the core. You nailed it. So uh God bless Father, God bless Father Joseph. Let's keep him in prayer and let's encourage all our priests to do the same thing. Make yourself available exactly. um uh to 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 minister uh to the to the people of God and you will you know you won't regret it. No. The rewards are eternal. Absolutely. And why do we bring this up? Because Father Joseph, that very priest that Paul Clay just told two stories on will be at the event, which we call a rally for Fulton Sheen on the 14th of October. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be there. Matt Yarnlet's going to be there. Dr. Howard. It's going to be a great day. And all I ask is you go to vmpr.org or, you know, you can register online. And if you don't want to register online, call 877-526-2151. I got to tell you, we need Fulton Sheen more than ever in the church today because he is a voice of reason and it's a voice that is a needs that is a voice of common sense also and, it, and people yeah. can understand this man paul clay i want to thank you because you've been stepping up to jesus 911 with jesse terry and jesse show uh, you're a retired cop uh, you love the lord you're willing to step up and share the gospel anytime any in any season and i thank you for your fidelity to the church and to the scriptures and paul I, I know I asked you this, but I, I really think it's important that Catholics really understand the Bible. And this is your real stronghold about the inerrancy of Scripture, that we can trust what's in that Bible as being true today, 500 years, 1,000 years from now. Can you just encourage our listeners why it's so important, I've said this to you before, to be reading God's Word on a daily basis, brother? Yeah. Um... Uh, David himself, who David, who wrote the majority of the the Psalms, uh, he said, "Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee." That's how important the word of God is, Terry. Uh, When it's when when you understand and when you believe the word of God and you've you you, you've read the word of God, it's it, it 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 aids you in not offending our God. And so so when we do a lot of reparation for sin, we do it for the outrages and sacrileges and indifferences by which offend God. Well, the word of God keeps us on that path. Uh, There's another uh, verse in the Bible where it says, um, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. (laughs) That's right. And a light unto my path you know it if and i used to go on you know in the woods i used to you know back when i was a kid i was a boy scout and stuff we'd go out in the woods and you know it'd be a night where there wasn't a moon and we turn off the lights terry and it would be completely dark you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face right and and then somebody would click on a light and it would be like you could see exactly where you were standing you could see exactly where the path was yep and that just gave me a picture of that verse. God's word shows us, am I on solid ground? Am I on uh, shaky ground? Or, you know, or am I standing on a rock? Yep. And then, and then, uh, and then it shows me the way that which I need to walk. It directs my path. That's right. And th- this is, so, so it's essential. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 meditating on the truths of God or, yep. you know, or, or it's, it's like, peering into the mind of God, because uh, as the prophets would say, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> if you want to hear from God, 
stay in your Bible. Amen. God's love letter to you personally. And Paul, Amen. what's so beautiful about Scripture is you could read it today, read it tomorrow, and the insights could even be deeper because you've taken time to meditate and reflect on it. Oh, yeah. And this is so important. I would encourage you, when you go to make your holy hour or your visit to the Blessed Sacrament, yes, bring your rosary. Obviously, pray a, a scriptural rosary. But take the Word of God in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and this is why one little prayer. Jesus, teach me what, you, what I need to know. Teach me. Teach yes. me. And have that, yes. have that yes. attitude of a child who's learning from his father about the meaning and You're purpose right. of life. That's the Bible. Yeah. And know, and know this, Terry. The, the, the Lord Himself says, "Listen, uh, the man, the well, the man who prays, you know, he needs to pray and expect. And when we pray according to God's will, we know that we're going to receive God. When you pray a prayer like that, Terry, yeah. God, uh, His name is on line. He That's right. will That's right. do what He says. It's not a question of if or I wonder or I hope. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no. He will." You have expectation when you pray that prayer because uh, the Lord himself will 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 speak to your heart and your mind and draw you to himself. He's, you know, and that's the beauty of, of it. Mm. Well said. And I want to just Good thank stuff. our listeners because Paul Clay and Terry Barber were able to tell people about Jesus Christ with this microphone. We're on about 50 Amen. AM stations around the country. We have millions of views on our YouTube channel. We couldn't do it without you. And I just want to thank our listeners who have been monthly donors publicly right now because that's what pays the monthly bills. And if you want to become a monthly uh, donor, we send out all kinds of free videos and audio CDs by links. Go to vmpr.card.com and you can become a monthly donor. Paul Clay, thank you for filling in for Jess today. What state should we be living in, brother? The state of grace, as as always. Yep, you got it. And I want to encourage our listeners to stay in that state of grace. We need spiritual exercises. We talked about the Word of God. We talked about holy hours, the rosary, living in the presence of God. This is the key to being an evangelist. And I want to remind you what Our Lady of Fatima said every day. He said, souls are going to hell. Every day, souls are going to hell. Well, he says that because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices for them, we're praying for Holy Mother of the Church right now. There's people in our church who are objectively, okay, denying the teachings of Christ, and it wouldn't be charitable for us not to pray. We need to pray for them. Yes. And you could participate in the salvific work of Jesus Christ, whether you're four years old or 104, by offering every action. Jesus Christ. May God richly bless you and your family.